Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. The Denver Broncos released a player on Thursday, plus the NFL salary cap is set at a minimum for 2021, and Denver must evaluate all of their options at safety ahead of free agency. Welcome back into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. From the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Denver Broncos Insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You want to get on the text line, you want to text me one-on-one individually, 303-529-6323. Appreciate interacting with everybody in Broncos country. We have hundreds of people on the text line. I try to get through every single message and respond. Also, you can follow the show on social media. Like us on Facebook, Lockdown Broncos. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Broncos as well. You can always guarantee that the show will be posted there daily as well. And you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and our good friends over there at Spotify. But ladies and gentlemen, happy Friday all across Broncos country, wherever you guys are at. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time that you are listening here on this episode today. I hope you guys are doing well. But let's get into the Broncos news and notes to kick off today's free agency Friday episode. And the Broncos yesterday, they released Kyle Pecco on Thursday. And Pecco was an opt-out for the 2020 NFL season due to being high risk for COVID. And obviously, Kyle Pecco has been one of those players. He's bounced around between Buffalo, between Denver. Denver has released him and brought him back so many times throughout his career, but I, my understanding is that with George Payton now under control of the Broncos organization with the personnel decisions, it makes it, I think, that the writing's in the wall. I don't think Kyle Pecco is going to be returning to Denver. Now, something could change. I mean, evidently, as training camp approaches, which is a long, long time away, I believe that the Broncos believe that their defensive line room is good enough as is with the young guys that they have with McTelvin Ajim. Uh, you know, obviously, you still have some decisions to make on Demarcus Walker there, but they love Draymond Jones, what he's been able to offer. Mike Purcell is coming back from injury. He's going to have some of the hardware removed from his foot that he had put in uh, here in a little bit, and that timeline is going to be about, I think, four to six weeks of recovery, so he should be ready to go when the team uh, gets back to organized team activities. If they're able to do anything at the team facility, this offseason is going to be something that the NFL, the NFLPA are going to continue to monitor and chatter uh, about as well, and we're going to see if the NFL, the NFLPA can make some decisions regarding having some of those expanded roster decisions that we saw the NFL have this past season due to COVID, but the expanded practice squad I think would be phenomenal. It gives guys you know, more of an opportunity to make a team, to work their way up, to impress coaches, especially if they're going to cut preseason games in half this year, which is the anticipated talk, according to Ian Rapport, who we talked to earlier here on the podcast on Monday's episode of the show. If you guys haven't heard that, please go back and check it out. You missed a lot. If you did miss it, a lot of great insight from Rap Sheet there, but obviously the Broncos are starting to make some of these moves here. Some decisions are pending for them coming up too regarding the club options of Kareem Jackson and Von Miller, and that's more than likely going to happen probably once the deadline approaches, and I believe that's March 5th, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to go back and double-check 
that, but the team has some time between now and then to really make that decision. Uh, my projections, my predictions as to what's going to happen, I believe with Kareem Jackson, I believe that the Broncos, they're going to restructure his contract. I imagine that's going to be the case this year and next year. And I, for Von Miller, I think that they're going to come to terms on a contract extension and the money's going to be restructured. That's going to be very team-friendly. Obviously, Von Miller on social media posting on some of the Broncos photos that he has editing the caption to uh, Bronco for life. So I, I think that says everything where Vaughn is at. I know we talked about Vaughn on yesterday's episode of the show too, but I imagine Vaughn Miller and Kareem Jackson, both those players, are going to be back here in 2021. So that's obviously some exciting things if you are a Broncos fan there. Some other exciting news around the National Football League. The NFL salary cap is said to be at a minimum of $180 million for each club in 2021. The NFL announced yesterday Adam Schefter had reported that. Now, 180 is the minimum right now. And the salary cap, it actually could increase as the NFL continues to negotiate with their network and TV deals. And really, depending on the results of the network negotiations, depending on what type of deal it is, it's going to be obviously a very big-time money deal that could help balance the overall impact of the COVID experience season from 2020. The salary cap could rise and it could help offset what a lot of teams had expected to impact them negatively this year with the salary cap, obviously without any fans in the stadiums for mo- for the most part in 2020 that impacted NFL revenue, that impacted team revenue, and they have to find a way to adapt and modify and the TV deals could be spread out to, to help offset the cost uh, that the NFL and teams had lost altogether due to the 2020 COVID pandemic season altogether. But the Broncos, you know, a lot of rumors have been speculating this week about the Broncos and quarterbacks, but the Broncos were not in. They were never in on any of the trade talks with Philadelphia, former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. He is now an Indianapolis Colt. He's headed to the AFC. He was traded there yesterday for a couple of draft picks there, and the Broncos were not involved in any of the talks. Ian Rappaport said on a Monday's episode here, Locked on Broncos, and it confirmed that, that Denver was not in on any of the talks. James Palmer of the NFL Network reported on Wednesday that the Broncos would only be interested in trading for a quarterback if it was an upgrade at the position. And the Broncos internally did not view Carson Wentz as an upgrade in comparison to Drew Locke. Their statistics were very similar in terms of the amount of interceptions and touchdowns thrown and and never had a belief that they'd be better off with another option. Now, like I said, if Deshaun Watson were to be made available for trade, Denver would call. But at this point, it is not expected that even if Watson was available, Denver would more than likely not make the deal to sell the farm to get Deshaun Watson, which I'm okay with that decision. If Russell Wilson were to be available, same thing there. They would pick up the phone alongside 20, 25 other NFL teams to inquire as, as to what it would take to be able to get that player. And Denver would more than likely not be in on any of those discussions. But then again, a lot could change between now and even March 17th, the brand new league year altogether. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to get into our free agency Friday focus. We'll take a look at the safety position for the Broncos. We're taking a look at the in-house guys that Denver has to take care of. We got to look at the backups. Are the backups suitable if any of these players depart? And we also take a look at the available safeties in free agency that I believe if Denver loses out on any of the guys that they have in-house, that they should take a look at coming up here in just a moment, folks. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That's our good friends over there at Built Bar. And for a special offer today only, there is a flash sale for the Coconut Puff Bar. It's got luscious chocolate, soft marshmallow, and it's made with premium collagen protein blend. That's amazing, folks. 16 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 6 grams of sugar. It's gluten-free, it's preservative-free, and it's a limited time-only one 
one-day sale here today. Order now at BuiltBar.com. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get 20% off your order when you do that. Check it out. Limited time only. Coconut Puff Bar. It goes today. The sale is only valid for that today. Take advantage of it now. BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN. Getting into our free agency Friday discussion here on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Beautiful Friday all across Broncos country, as always. Love interacting with all of you in Broncos country. Thank you so much for listening to the show every single day of the week, folks. We're here for you five days out of the week, all year long, bringing you Broncos news and notes that you cannot get anywhere else. Uh, But getting into our free agency Friday discussion, take a look at the Broncos' safety position. This has always been one of those positions that many people have been worried about. What would happen if certain players got hurt? What would happen if certain players sat out or you know were to get traded? And Denver is in a position where they cannot afford to lose the two safeties, the two veteran guys that they have on the back end right now. And those in-house guys, that's Justin Simmons, who's set to become an unrestricted free agent, and Kareem Jackson. These guys were so valuable to Denver in 2020. Uh, it's really hard going back and watching the film and, and just imagining what the defense, what the overall organization would have looked like without those two guys because those guys came up big in several occasions. Now, they, I think they each had games where there was some rust at the beginning of the season. Tennessee is one of those, but Kareem Jackson had actually a really phenomenal play against the tight end in Tennessee. On I believe it was on a third down play uh, late in that third quarter. I mean, it was a phenomenal pass breakup that he had against Jonu Smith. I uh, love that from Kareem Jackson. You know, he's going to be 33 years of age in 2021. Doesn't play like he's in his 30s, still plays like he's in his 20s. As long as he's healthy, I don't see why the Broncos shouldn't have him. Obviously, his club option is coming up alongside Von Miller. I believe that Kareem Jackson will be back. They'll either restructure his deal or he'll get an extension alongside just like Von Miller. Uh, But the, the real subject of discussion here for free agency that a lot of people are talking about and a lot of people are worried about is if the Broncos lose out on Justin Simmons. Now, from what has been reported out there, I don't think the Broncos are going to let Justin Simmons get away. Now, George Payton, when he just got the job as a GM, you know, he talked about the fact that the Broncos aren't going to let their good young players go. And it's different with Justin Simmons being you know, the, the guy there and, and George Payton now being the guy in Denver in comparison to John Elway. George Payton understands the value of young talent. John Elway, you know, I think a lot of the, the moves and nothing against John Elway. I've, I've always been a supporter of John Elway's decisions outside of some, right? He's had really good decisions. He's had really bad decisions as a GM. But for George Payton, he's more on the player personnel side where he looks at a player and he sees who they are and he sees what they could be. And for if anybody watches the Broncos film, you're going to look at that defense. You're going to see Justin Simmons. And you're going to think, damn, this guy's valuable. This team needs to keep him no matter what. Because if the Broncos were to let Justin Simmons go, you know how many other teams out there in the NFL that would be pounding the table, that would be throwing big-time offers at him? A lot. A lot of teams would. <laughs> you know, probably a good three, uh, you know, Three quarters of the the NFL would be throwing a deal at Justin Simmons to make him the highest paid safety in the National Football League. Uh, And he would more than likely be able to go to a place that is a contender where he could play and contribute there or a big market place. But Justin Simmons has said repeatedly he wants to stay in Denver. He, he loves it in Denver. His family's in Denver. The, you know, obviously, it was a place where he got his start in the National Football League. He's worked his way up from a guy that was a you know mid-round draft pick to, to all of a sudden a star player and a potential future superstar at the safety position in the National Football League. I mean, Justin Simmons' value speaks for itself, and I, I don't think a lot of people really talk about that. So right now, there's some talk going on that the Broncos more than likely placed the franchise tag on him, and everybody freaks out about that. Justin Simmons is not going to play a second consecutive season on the franchise tag. And if he were to be put in a situation where uh, that was the case, if the Broncos did not 
offer him a long-term deal after the uh, you know the franchise tag, Simmons wouldn't play. He would sit out the 2021 season uh, more than likely because you don't want to play on the franchise tag two years in a row. We've seen what's happened to guys that have done that. Justin Simmons did that last year. He took a prove-it deal on the franchise tag, and he proved it. He proved that the Broncos should sign him to a long-term deal. And I can tell you this, going back and watching film, I didn't get the vibe whatsoever that Justin Simmons lost a step. I really felt like he was the most valuable portion of what the Broncos could do defensively, and I want to build, if I'm the GM, I want to build my franchise around Justin Simmons. He's the type of guy you want off the field and on the field defensively. He's a leader, he's a captain, he's the guy that more than likely I think is going to have a chance to retire in Denver. Now, if he gets placed with the franchise tag, what's going to happen is the Broncos are going to work on trying to get a long-term deal secured very shortly afterwards. It's not like Justin Simmons is going to sit on the franchise tag for three or four months. The Broncos have an idea in place as to what they want to offer him, and then at that point, you know, both parties will have to go through in terms of the out the offers, the counter offers, and finding the middle ground as to, okay, this is a deal that we are willing to accept on both sides. Both sides are happy for it. And then the Broncos obviously sign him to a long-term deal. I imagine that's how it's going to play out. That's what all the reports right now out there suggest altogether. So that's something we're going to keep our eye on as well. But taking a look at, at the guys behind Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson, the backups for the Broncos going into 2021, are, are they suitable players there? Uh, you know, I look at P.J. Locke, and I tell you what, P.J. Locke is one of those players that really impressed me. Now, special teams-wise, he's got to shore up on some of the penalties, the holdings, uh, you know, especially on punt return. Sometimes he gets caught with holding or a block in the back. That's just a young player. You know, he's playing with 100% energy. I mean, when I watch the special teams reps on the All-22 film, he's a guy that is just busting his ass, and, and you love that about players, right? So you're going to live with a couple of those penalties. You just have to work on that stuff in practice. And, and ideally, in a game situation, you're going to be tested a little bit. But P.J. Locke also got some rotation on the defense. And I tell you what, he's, he's going to be a promising young player for Denver. He could be a young rotational piece there altogether, especially when the Broncos go dime here. And the Broncos earlier this offseason, they released Elijah Holder. So that kind of tells me that the Broncos are looking at either keeping P.J. Locke as one of those guys that they feel like can develop further. And then they're going to look at the NFL draft. Another guy that's on the rosters. Trey Marshall, he's going to be a restricted free agent. At this time, I don't believe the Broncos are going to do anything. I believe that they're going to let him go. He's going to become an unrestricted free agent after they, uh, you know, they're not going to place a tender on him. So I imagine that Trey Marshall is going to hit the free agency market. And then that leads us to Will Parks, Philly Will. And there's a lot of background on this. Part of me has a, a growing suspicion that Will Parks is going to at least receive an offer by the Broncos to stay in Denver. Now, I think that Parks wants an opportunity to get paid a lot of money. Uh, and I thought that he, when he came in for Denver, he did help them. He provided a little bit of energy, but there were still things in terms of getting acclimated to respend, you know, in a whole offseason, you know, training and learning the playbook of the Eagles. Then you come in and have to relearn the Vic Fangio defense, learn the new wrinkles that they've thrown in, get used to the new personnel that's around you. You know, you're going to have some struggles. You're going to have some areas that you need to shore up a little bit. But the Broncos, they like Will Parks, and George Payton likes Will Parks as well. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings during the offseason, Denver didn't make a, a, an offer to Will or his agent at all the, in the past offseason, but but Will and his agent did receive an offer from the Minnesota Vikings. George Payton had a big hand in that. Obviously, Rick Spielman delegates a lot of his responsibilities to George Payton, and that's why George Payton is now in control of the Denver Broncos. So I imagine there's going to be some interest from George Payton in extending Will Parks an offer. It's going to be up to Parks whether or not he wants to you know agree to stay with it or he wants to get maybe money or, or have another rule somewhere else in the National Football League. 
all of those options are on the table, but I imagine that Denver will make an offer on Will Parks this offseason. So Broncos country, we talked about the in-house guys that Denver has to focus on, but then we're going to take a look outside the box, outside of the spectrum, where the Broncos could look at safety overall in free agency. Coming up here in just a moment, folks, but before we do that, I got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. That's our good friends of their betonline.ag, and BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but NBA, college basketball, the NHL, they're all in full swing, folks. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And when I say almost anything that you can imagine, folks, I really do mean it. Is Entourage coming back for a reboot? These are the things that BetOnline has you covered with for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, and use your mobile device to sign up today. And you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKDOWN. That's promo code LOCKDOWN, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Continuing our discussion on the fourth quarter of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos here on this beautiful Friday all across Broncos country. And obviously, if you were in the Midwest, folks, just want to say that my thoughts and well wishes are with you and your families, obviously, as the winter storms have hit. And obviously, things have gotten a little cold, especially in Texas. I know I have a bunch of friends in Texas that their pipes have frozen. They've been without power. Obviously, my thoughts and my prayers are with all of you. And and hopefully, you guys can have heat and power restored in a matter of time. Uh, Obviously, appreciate you guys and stay safe. I think that's the most important thing outside of you guys listen to this podcast is obviously your well-being so appreciate you guys stay well if you need anything let me know i'll be happy to help in whatever way i can but with that said let's continue our discussion here today free agency friday Uh, we talked about the broncos in-house guys that they have take a look at the backups the starters are there suitable guys behind the starters and if Denver loses out on any guy who should they take a look at and and the first name i'm gonna throw out there obviously will parks talked about him a little bit uh before we got into the segment here i believe that the broncos will make an offer to will i would like to see will stay in Denver because he does have this energy and I tell you what especially playing inside the nickel I mean he, he was one of those guys that I think can really excel in Vic Fangio's nickel scheme and even in the dime package just imagining Bryce Callahan and even Will Parks covering inside the slot with you have the outside guys obviously the Broncos have to address cornerback on the outside opposite of Michael Ojemudia but I think that Denver would have a legitimate defense if they had these different personnel options. It really depends on what direction Denver wants to go. And But when I look at some of the available options out there, there's not really any young options. I believe that Will Parks is the youngest, most realistic option that I think Denver would take a look at. There's an AFC West divisional rival that is actually going to be an unrestricted free agent. And I know a lot of Broncos fans dislike him because of the fact that he plays for Kansas City. He's aggressive, and he did hit Phillip Lindsay this season. But that's Daniel Sorensen. I tell you what, just watching him, how Kansas Kansas City, how Steve Spagnuolo utilized him this season. He was a Swiss Army knife. I mean, against the Broncos, he was the one player outside of Tyrone Matthew that I was looking at and saying, hey, you got to try to avoid going to this guy all the time because he's sniffing out your place. And anytime that Noah Fant lined up on the short side of the field, guess who was there? Daniel Sorensen. Daniel Sorensen lined up against Noah Fant and had a lot of success in 2020 against Denver. He's good against the run. He's pretty decent in the coverage game. Very underrated in that aspect. And we saw the Broncos last year. I mean, go out and sign an ASUS division rival at the running back position in Melvin Gordon. Could they make a play for Daniel Sorensen at safety? I'd like to know your thoughts, Broncos country. Obviously, tweet me at Cody Rourke NFL if you believe that Sorensen would be somebody you guys would have interest in bringing back if, in fact, let's say the Broncos part of ways with Kareem Jackson. Would Daniel Sorensen be a guy that you guys would be willing to take a look at? That's going to be something to obviously keep an eye on. Uh, obviously, a name that has some Minnesota Vikings ties there, Anthony Harris. He's going to be a little bit up there in age as well, but when you look at Kareem Jackson set to be 33 
Anthony Harris, he's 30. He's going to be 30 going into the 2021 NFL season. He played over 1,000 snaps for the Vikings last year, played in all 16 games. He had 104 tackles, probably around the same contract value right now that uh, you know Justin Simmons is at. So would it be realistic to make a play after Anthony Harris? I don't think so because they're both free safety type players. Now, Anthony Harris can also play strong safety as well. I mean, you don't have to be just secluded to one position. Justin Simmons isn't exclusively as free safety. You know, oftentimes you're going to see that on the depth chart. They're going to be listed as SS for strong safety or FS for free safety. Justin Simmons could play both. He could play free. He could play strong. He could play slot. He could play cornerback. He can do it all. He can be an edge guy if you want him to. So really, I think that that's going to be a marketing ploy we see now with agents. They're looking at what their players can do, and they don't market them based off just of free safety. They market them as you know an athlete, as a defensive back in general, and that's how they kind of reset the market a little bit. And I believe that Justin Simmons and Anthony Harris will both be in line to be able to do that. Now, Anthony Harris, in comparison to Justin Simmons, he had zero interceptions last year. Simmons had five picks and 96 tackles. So Simmons had just about eight fewer tackles altogether. He played just about 13 more snaps than him, played in the same amount of games. They had similar production value in different ways. They impacted things differently. Obviously, Minnesota's defense last year was absolutely terrible. I've never seen a Mike Zimmer defense that bad. Uh, So that was a really big surprise to me to see how that falls. So, I mean, Anthony Harris is an option, a name because of the familiarity, but I, I imagine due to the market, it's probably not going to be realistic for Denver. But then again, stranger things have happened. Also, the Atlanta Falcons yesterday, they released Ricardo Allen as well. So he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. He's going to be 30 going into 2021. He played in 12 games last year. He suffered a little bit of an injury as well. He had 604 total snaps, 25 tackles. He did have two interceptions though. So contract value-wise, Denver could negotiate there as well. So because he's coming off of an injury, Denver might have some leverage in saying, hey, look, we can offer you this if you want to come in and be a rotational guy here, a role player, because you don't just have to use the two safety exclusive guys like Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson. I mean, you can use your third and fourth safety when you go dime, when you go nickel. I mean, you can do a lot of different things. Denver, I think, benefited last year from having so many different personnel options, but maybe you want some experienced guys there to, to teach these young guys that you may be bringing in. And altogether, I don't think Denver's going to actually make a strong play for any of these free agent safeties. I, the only guy I can really think of is obviously the in-house guys of Justin Simmons. I imagine the offer to Will Parks, restructure Kareem Jackson's deal. Uh, these are just names obviously here for Free Agency Friday that maybe if Denver loses out on these guys, that maybe these are some options that they can take a look at. But outside of that, I really believe that the Broncos are going to invest and the first three rounds, I think they're going to hit uh, cornerback. I think they're going to hit safety and, and and some of those realms there in the first three rounds altogether. And I think that if that's the case, Denver is going to use Kareem Jackson, the veteran guys. They're going to use these veterans to help develop, shape, and mold these young guys that are coming in and obviously fitting in the in the scheme as well. They have to learn that. But those are going to be some options here for the Broncos as free agency approaches, folks. And look, we're legitimately just under a month away from free agency beginning the new league year, March 17th, 2021 at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Bam, the clock resets, folks. We're going to have you covered with free agency, Fred. We're going to have you covered with free agency frenzy here on Lockdown Broncos. But ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for today's episode of the show. Hope you guys are doing well on this Friday. Like I mentioned, appreciate you guys for tuning in as always. If you're a new listener of the show and you're tuning in today, if you loved Lockdown Broncos today, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and our good friends over there at Spotify. You guys can follow me on Twitter at CoreyWorkNFL. You can follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos. Like us on the Facebook as well. We'll interact. We'll post the shows there. 
You can even check out the website if you guys want to as well. If you ever miss an episode of the show, CodyRourkeNFL.com. We have every episode embedded into the website for you guys to be able to check that out. Plus, our Denver Broncos film room, which actually we're going to restart next week. Malik Reed is going to be the key focus of next week's film piece as we go through the entire Broncos roster. Take a look at some of the key players, what they did well, what they can improve on, and how they can fit into 2021. The Denver Broncos film room returns next week as well. Plus, we got some Broncos players coming up here on the show. Folks, we're going to have Calvin Anderson here soon. We're going to have Justin Simmons here soon as well. A lot of exciting things in the works with several other Broncos players as well, folks. You can get that here on Lockdown Broncos. But with that said, folks, I'm your host as always, Cody Work. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Appreciate you guys. And if there's anything I can ever do for you guys, send me a text, 303-529-6323. Be happy to help in whatever way, shape, or form that I can. With that said, see you guys on Monday for a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos.